The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. Yes, this is the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aiden Burke, and as always, I'm joined by absolutely nobody. Joey's in work, Martin's stuck on a motorway. Let's see what happens. Um, luckily, the guest has turned up, I think, so I'll go and see if I can find him, and then we and that guy can chat about RC cars and racing, and then you guys can message me at the end to see whether we ever need to get Joey or Martin back. Okay? So I'm hopefully going to see if I can find my good friend Michael Carberry, who is a serpent driver extraordinaire, up I'm going to say up. I was going to say up in the Highlands of Scotland, but I think he's just over the border, um, and we'll just see if we can talk some RC about that. So, Michael, are you there? Evening. How are you keeping? You well? Mate, I am fine. I'm even better that there's no Joey or Martin today, so nothing to hold us back. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hope they're well, though. Okay, so first off, let's fact-check my introduction. Do you mm-hmm. drive a serpent? I do indeed. Brilliant. Indeed. And are you, I should have checked this, are you Dunfermline or Dumfries? I'm a Dumfries driver, which okay. is just over the border. Yeah. Right, so I was right there, okay. Um, and is that where you were racing this weekend? Um, I'm racing this weekend coming, but I was racing last weekend, which was the, the first round of our, our Scottish Interclub Championship. So, yeah, that was the... The first round of that one at, at Dumfries, so it was. Oh, that's, was that Dumfries? So, is this the? Um, we're not allowed to call them regionals. Regionals, <laughs> um, a non-regional regional, I suppose. Um, when the regionals were cancelled, in fact, it was the, the previous year. Um, uh, Martin Ingalls up at Stonehaven, a really fast Kyosho driver. He had mentioned in 2020 about arranging a, a kind of interclub over the winter, but an outdoor because. Restrictions weren't going to allow indoor racing. It didn't happen because of the restrictions that we were working with. But uh, when the, the the regionals were cancelled in January, it came up again, and the suggestion was if we could try and arrange something, you know, through the year, uh, involving the clubs or open to all the clubs and, and and have some type of racing series. So that was what's been arranged in the first round was on the 20th there, um, just in Dumfries. So all went well, all went smoothly. Um, <laughs> I think it was a success. Plenty of, plenty of happy people at the end of the, the day. So, yeah, it was all good. So it was. So Dumfries, mm-hmm. to me, is a grass field with a bit of a step in it. Pretty much, yeah. We're... we're um, we were out at an air museum for a while. The club reformed kind of 2015, 2016, um, and we, we got kicked out of the air museum and we found ourselves at what is the David Keswick Athletic Centre or Dumfries High School. Um, during school time, it's the whole facility's closed off. It's the school, but in the evenings and weekends, it's a, a sports club with a, a running track. And there's an old tennis court, grass tennis court, that was disused. We managed to, to get in there and start start working and, and, and using it to, to, to do the racing. So we've got a huge grassed area. We can move our scaffold and rostrum as we as we see fit and, and have different layouts. And we've got a bit of a, a kind of a banking, kind of a horseshoe banking, so we can use all of it or part of it or none of it. So it, it gives us quite a bit of uh, 
um, adaptability when we're, when we're designing tracks and uh, gives the grass a rest in certain areas when, we're, when we've ripped it up and, uh, and made it not usable. So yeah, it's quite good where we are at the moment, but we're hoping to not be there forever. So we are. Okay, so grass tracks, which, you know, uh, Scotland have many of at mm -hmm. this moment in time. We do, yeah. Um, so does that take a bit of setting up? Um, there's a good bit of prep, um, you know, beforehand. Um, it's nothing too difficult. It's normally just uh, strimming and grass cutting. Um, once it's all nicely trimmed, the grass doesn't, there doesn't particularly grow that fast. So um, we normally get a good uh, week or two. Uh, before we have to start uh, pulling the pins out and moving, it's like a underground uh, cable hose that we've got. So yeah. we have to we've kind of pinned that in with old um, cuts of of inner um, the kind of inner tubes for for cars. We pin it in with uh, tent pegs. So once we we're bored of a, a layout or or it's kind of hammered it a bit too much, we'll just uh, unpin it and move it somewhere else and give it a rest. Um, so it's not too bad. Um, there's a, a kind of core group that are quite happy to. To do it on a regular basis and then there's a few extra folk that turn up when we need to move the rostrum or or do bigger jobs so it, it's not too bad so far it's not too much of a so, chore so does that track stay down during the week yeah yeah pretty much we, we built it uh, for for the 20th it was all finalized on the saturday on the 19th it's still down there at the moment we're racing this sunday and then we'll we'll unpin it after that so we'll leave it in position um, so it's effectively a, a permanent track, um, you know, in position, but we can't get access to it all the time. It's only in the evening. So quite honestly, we could be down there every night if we wanted to, to do practice. Uh, and, I did not know that. Yeah, we can, we can go in any time we want, effectively. Um, and the fact that you can... Go on. Sorry. <laughs> but if the track, I didn't realise that if the track was down, there, then yeah, you could. You just turn yeah. up when you wanted Pretty much, yeah. It's not too bad in that respect. We normally just stick to a Wednesday night as a practice. Um, and then a lot of people go down on a Saturday um, and then racing on, on the Sunday. We do one race meeting every month. Um, so at the weekend, if we're not normally doing a regional race, folk are down practicing and it's more of a social aspect as well. Folk will just pop in for a blether rather than, than doing practice. And not everybody um, goes down at the same time. Um, a lot of shift workers, so... It's got to fit into when they're free as well. Okay, so anyway, how did you get on in the... In the I like the last there. How did yeah, you get on the first round I, of the Scottish Inter-Club Championships? I had a stressful day, I think I'll say. Um, I made, I, I've got two sons. I've got Aaron and Ollie, who are nine and uh, six years old. Aaron's getting faster and faster, and uh, he's kind of reaching that point where he's... He's trying a bit, he's kind of overdriving, trying a bit too hard. So it's, it's trying to kind of keep him on track and my youngest one's still learning. Um, I'm the club secretary, I've been there a few years and folk are kind of asking us for help and I was helping out during the day. I'm getting all the racing driver excuses out as I possibly can. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I'm taking them off as you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, first round was, was okay. I was in the top heat with like Alan O'Brien and David Scott and a few others and uh, I wasn't last, which was good. And the second round, I was improving. I was sitting fifth in the heat and I was catching kind of fourth, third and second. They were in a wee group. I was catching them up and then I dumped because I was so busy juggling, doing, getting five cars ready and answering other questions. I never put a fresh battery in my car. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was bad. I got to watch, you know, folk driving around. So that was that was just, I, I, we're there for fun. 
it's just nice to be racing again. So I wasn't too disheartened. And then, yeah, we had the, the, third, we, we, the way we've worked it after discussing it is three rounds of qualifying and then two finals. But your second final, your second leg of the final is a reverse grid. So I lined up third in the B final and finished second. And then um, the second leg I started, I think, fifth and uh, I finished first. So I won the B final and that put me ninth overall. So all in all, it could have been better. It could have been a lot worse. It was it was good fun. Um, eight car finals, there was guys that were in the, the B final and some that were in the C final that normally get into a regional A final. So it was quite a wide spread of of, of, of talent across the... Uh, so to try and keep up with a few of the guys that were um, normally a bit faster than me, it was, it was good fun. Um, but yeah, the boys enjoyed themselves and... The deal was a success, so yeah, we can't complain. Uh, and it was sunny; it's always sunny in Dumfries, so yeah, can't complain. So, how did the, a, a few bits of Dumfries from there? So, uh, uh, were you doing just two-wheel drive? I'm just doing four-wheel drive. Okay, this sorry, year. Ross. Um, I, I was going to do two-wheel drive, but then when the new Serpent four-wheel drive came out, I, I decided just to kind of stick with that. Um, it's too much to try and do six. It's too bad enough doing five cars in a day. I'm I'm going to drop down. I'm not going to do club racing um, next year because with the two boys, I'm not getting enough time to kind of help them. Um, and I got into the hobby to to kind of have something to do with them. I actually got divorced a few years ago, and I thought, oh, I need something to do. And I used to race radio control cars between '93 and 2006. So when everything kind of fell apart, it kind of built itself back together. Getting involved in the club and and having something to do with the boys at the weekends. So um, that was the kind of reason for getting back into it. So I, I need to kind of bring it back, rein it back a wee bit to, to kind of help them, because it's not going to be long until Aaron's beating me. I don't think he's he's getting quicker and quicker. So, yeah, I may as well kind of help them a wee bit. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring up other RC podcasts, because I like to do that. And, you know, last yesterday on the Grid Talk, they had uh, Pete from the 300. And I know... <laughs> I don't know if you listen to all of those things, but, you know, Russ gets abuse because his Bruce is going to get better and, you know, the joke is when your, your lad beats you, you need to give up. Yeah. Uh, and then Pete Lyons comes on and just, and they, I think they made a comment along those lines, and Pete Lyons just immediately just stopped and just went, hang on, I will stop doing this when I stop enjoying it. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with whether my lad is faster or, excuse me, or slower than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it for like, for my enjoyment. So yeah, I suppose I, I, I don't know what that what that means is when you feel like get back. If you're still enjoying the race, then you can continue to do it, can't you? It's something to do with them. Um, I, I, I want them to to beat me. I want them to go faster than me. I'd be quite happy if he lapped me a couple of times in the race and he was doing a lot better. When, when I started, we had 1,700 NICADs and brushed motors. You know, I'd, I remember going from buggies to touring cars and you're skimming the brushes and uh, sorry, skimming the motors and doing loads in between the racing. And now you can just buy the power. So the kids don't have to drive slowly. They can just go full speed all the time. They're not having to worry about dumping unless I'm stupid enough to put a wrong battery in the car. But they're, they're able to just drive flat out. Um, so there are going to bound to be quicker than, than what we are and I started when I was 13 and he started when he was kind of 6 or 7 getting used to the car so he's had he's going to have a lot more years of experience 
you know, if he, if he sticks at it, you just don't know if they, if they will or not. But no, I'm, I'll keep doing it till I, I don't enjoy it anymore. And I actually quite enjoy wrenching on the cars more than I do driving them. I actually quite like working on them a bit more. So I'm quite happy to be the mechanic and, and go down that route and let them race. That'll be, that's fine by me. Right, so so you're sort of you're I don't want to say looking forward to it, but you're kind of looking forward to that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna add a different dimension to it. It's gonna be fun watching them get faster and faster. So it, it, I don't I'm not bothered if I get beaten in a race. I'm I'm racing to try and win and try and be better. But I'd far rather have a good race and finish after something with somebody than win easily. Um the club years ago, back in the kinda late nineties, early two thousands uh, we lost a lot of fast drivers and it was myself and a few of the newer ones and I was beating them all the time quite easily and it just, you weren't improving. Um, you want to race against better people and, and, and for them to push you every single step of the way. So if he gets quicker and he's pushing me and, and what have you and I've got to you know get better or yeah, helping him get faster, that's that's part of the fun I think. So yeah. That'll be that's fine. I'm I'm totally I'm totally cool. I'll probably I'm saying that now. Probably when he does beat me, it'll probably sink in a bit more. But I'll wait and see when that happens. So. Yeah, there's a grounding coming then. Yeah, you just make something up. I cannot believe I, the, the the language out of my son last week was so bad. I had to stop. He's not coming racing for a month. Exactly. Just just make something up. Think of a racing driver excuse. That's that's definitely it will come into it somewhere along the lines. But the trouble is, with too many witnesses, and they'll just say, "Yeah, you, you you got beaten fair and square." So yeah. <laughs> so and then one of the things you said was you then reversed the grid on the second legs of the final. Yes. How, how did that go? Brilliant. Not for everybody. I really liked it. I uh, I was lucky. I wish we we videoed it, but I went from basically up the the back. And um, I managed to get into second place by, we were up a, 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 a long kind of straight up the hill, 180 down over a tabletop and then back up the hill and down and up and then along the banking. So it was quite rough and rutted. Um, I was in second place before, uh, after the second or third corner and uh, uh, I, I dropped to third and then got back into first before the line so I was in first place by the for the first uh, by the second lap and um, that was me for the rest of the race um, so I was very lucky at the start and, and got a good start managed to get my way through so for me it was great I thoroughly enjoyed it but yeah I think a couple of folk had a bit of a um, a rough start in, in the race when they're at the back and maybe some of the folk at the, the front were a little bit slow and they couldn't quite get through but I think everybody enjoyed it um, it was it was certainly different and, and something we're all looking forward to doing again. So I, 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 thumbs up for me. I quite enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, we went to we did three leg finals at Southport last weekend. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, and everyone really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think some other. It was only a club day for us. There was no points or anything on mm. on, on the line or anything along those lines. But you know, new people, people who've been there years, all kind of came up and why are we doing this? And I'd like to That's say. Well, yeah, but the first reason was my Tommy suggested that we do it. He was yeah. the one who's sitting there going, well, I, I again, like me, he watches things on YouTube and RC, and we are supposed to race more and not qualify as more. Yeah. So why we saw it as like a an extra bit of finals practice for everybody. Qualifying is different from racing. You know, it's totally different. Your heart rate goes up, you are racing. You know, it's not just... Not everybody's, uh, you know, when you're doing your qualifying, you're meant to let the faster cars through. Not everybody does. Some folk let you buy quicker than others and, and things like that. But when you are racing, it is a different atmosphere. We we were thinking um, 
we, we normally do the motor show. Um, we didn't manage to do it last year because obviously COVID, but the year before, um, rain affected our regional date and it was postponed mm. and it affected the, the motor show and it took colliding. We had the, the regional at the motor show. So we had 10 heats of, uh, sorry, 12 heats of 10 cars and over 5,000 spectators watching a regional. I mean, you can't get exposure like that. It was phenomenal. So we thought this year, uh, with this format, um, anybody that's spectating, they don't understand what the qualifying is. They don't understand the staggered. Um, and we've done the old school qualifying before where it was just line up and three to one and everybody goes at the same time. So we're actually thinking, do we do that um, for, for this year's uh, motor show? But do the three qualifying rounds and then do the reverse finals. But every qualifying heat would just be old school. So we just line up in a grid. So every heat's a race effectively. So you're doing yeah. five races in a day and the spectators will love that. It's more kind of wheel to wheel action. And hopefully if it's not finalized yet, but it's something that we're kind of discussing and it'd probably be quite good fun. It gives everybody a bit more practice as well. And everybody's a bit more on edge. So yeah, I'm all for that. It's good fun. And I'm for anything that could make Alan O'Brien not win. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Schumacher family. Yeah, um, I was waiting on that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've I've had days where I think I've done really well. I've got into a regional A final and I only got lapped by Alan once. It was a good day, you know. It's, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, but he is, I mean, him and a few others are really, really, really fast. And you think you're doing well and, you know, it's, it's an achievement if you can stay on the same lap as them. Um, so yeah, there's there's quite a few drivers that are snapping at his heels. I think we Daniel Paul's not far away. He's he's certainly snapping at his heels a wee bit. So yeah, well, give it, it time. It, give it time. It was quite easy to do kind of research for the, this first round of this Inter Club Championship because one, there's been a great report just put up today. I wouldn't call it great. I chopped it together pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, we've got loads of decent photos. Um, our, our club chairman Jimmy has been instrumental with uh, uh, helping organise at Dumfries and we had his camera set up at the back to take um, lots of photos with all the, the grids and, and things like that and try and work it out that way. So as usual with, with clubs, it's all a team effort uh, to try and get everything done. So other folk are posting things and I'm posting stuff and we're all trying to do it as a wee, a wee team. There's, there's quite a number of people involved in, in the regionals. Um, so it, it's been quite good. It's been a, a good collaboration of, of, of the clubs and um, and they're all working together, so it's been seamless, I would say. Um, yeah, long may it continue. Well, so good. I loved the tech chart. <laughs> Old school. Um, yeah, it was um, uh, Duncan Paul had mentioned that about doing that again. Because um, we used to see it in magazines all the time. And it was always something I remember getting, like Radio Race Car or RC Racing. You'd look to see, oh, what motor, what gearing were they using, what tyres. So... Yeah, it's quite good. It's bound to help somebody as well if they can look at it and see what tyres people were using or, um, you know, what motor and, and things like that or if who, who's running what car. And then, you know, if you've got that brand, you know who to look for and who to ask questions to. So it's it's not a bad thing. I think it's all positive. I think, I think it's amazing. I, I'm actually sitting there looking at it now. Um, you know, it is exactly as I... No, yeah, I, I could do with the pinion and spare gear on it. Because that's mm. what they used to be on the back, good old days, weren't they? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll maybe try and tweak it for next time then and get the gear input in as well. I think that would be quite retro. But then you can sit yeah. there and go, you know, well, the two Schumacher boys at the top, Scott and O'Brien, well, 
I've actually read they had the same like LRP lipos, but you know, Alan's on Hobby Wing and Scott's on LRP. Both had a KO RSX3 in. Um, the tyre choices are there. Mini Spike 2, is that the... Is that the in yellow, is that the best tyre for grass? Yeah. It, it's, it varies. Um, Dumfries is a funny track. There's some of the... the, the, the one of the... Jimmy will have Ballistic Buggy Greens on. He uses them yeah, yeah. the time. They work everywhere. Um, and, and the wear rate's pretty good. Uh, ballistic whites work well. Ballistic blues actually work quite well. They're, they're meant for high bite, but they work in the rain because the grass can be a wee bit softer. But um, the, the Schumacher yellows, yeah, they're they're probably the go-to tire if it's really dry. Um, a, a lot of folk will, will use them. Uh, but certainly, there's quite a number of tires. We were actually where do we go? The mesos uh, on grass. One of the uh, the lads from the northeast, Jonathan Allenby, was at one of our club rounds and was um, using the the, the mesos. So we had a wee test of them, and um, you can slide into the corners quite nicely in the grass. They've not got massive side bite, but when you accelerated, they just dug in, and you had loads of grip, and you were away. Um, so yeah, that was it's kind of nice to see a tire that you're going to use an Astro, which we've only we've tried them in Astro once, and the wear weight was great. But you can also chuck them on grass as well. So yeah, it's quite quite good that you know there's it's a bit more open. There's more tire choice now, but. Yeah, the go-to tyre up at Dumfries' Ballistic Greens, if uh, if you're in doubt, they seem to work all the time. I was screaming with you until you then turned around and said, it's great to see everyone having a bit of a tyre choice, whereas I'd obviously want to go the other way. I would just think we all should just pick one and stick with it. Obviously, that's Southport for us. But I've, I've been yeah. super impressed by the mezzo. You know, mm-hmm. I would be hashtag Schumacher family. Mother loves me, but <laughs> but it, 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 for for me and the guys who I sit with, and we're not going to be A's or B's at, at Southport on a busy day because superstars turn up and our top lads are super quick and super mm-hmm. competitive. But for us, I've not noticed my ranking with other people go down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still either so close with my mate Steve Garner or Steve Ball, we're swapping mm-hmm. positions through the day and um, maybe me and Steve Garner are on a set of meadows every two weeks now yeah. and we used I, to be on a set of two sets of darts a day There was uh, one that, 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 um, that Falkirk do their indoor racing and I remember they, they had the darts with the control tyre and one or two folk were saying oh they're going off after you know so many runs I went up and used them and I thought God, I've done it a whole day out of them and they look fine I didn't really notice them going off I don't know if it's just you think they are and then you start driving differently but it's nice that um, when you hear how folk go through the darts at, 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 or other tyres at some races you think oh god that is off-putting but if you can have a tyre that you can basically stick to for us a lot of a lot of folk will just put ballistic greens on and they can run them all the time from uh, the start of the day when it's quite damp all the way through and yep. when the track's got loads of grass or when it's quite rutted and, and there's dirt appearing. But I think if you've got a consistent surface like, you know, AstroTurf, um, uh, you know, the, we've got a couple of AstroTurf races coming up at Glasgow when they're, they're putting their Astro down. Um, you know, it'll likely be the Mesos, I think, is, is probably going to be the tyre that we've been discussing. And um, it's a case of if they last, well, they'll last the whole day and you can maybe get a couple of meetings out of them and you're not having to, to worry and everybody can get the same tyre. Yeah, it makes sense if you've got a consistent surface and you can go on them, but um, I, I suppose it's down to, to, to choice and yeah, what folk are want to do. Grass, generally, we regional, it's generally either a, a ballistic buggy, 
rear or a Schumacher rear. They're the control tyres for, for the, the Scottish Regionals or Sork. Um, but you can use whatever compound or um, uh, quantity you want. But generally you'll find it's ballistic buggies until you can run Schumacher yellows. And, and, and they're the two tyres that most folk will buy. But occasionally somebody will use blues or whites or, or other ones if it's if it's raining or... Um, you know, they just prefer the, the setup with the side bite from the ballistics compared to the shoe marker. So I suppose it's personal choice in that respect. But I know what you mean. It, it makes sense if you've got a tyre and everybody's on the same one. It's a level playing field and um, you're not having to, to worry about what's their, what are they using and how are they going faster. If you're all on the same tyre, it's uh, it makes it easier, I would say. I'm only concerned about me, Michael. You know, this entire RC podcasting is literally all about me. So, so that's I think that's what us Astro boys have problems with going to grass tracks, and for yeah. us that'd be South Lakes. That's our sort of closest grass track for us. I've not it, been there yet. I've done the indoor, but not been to the grass one yet. Uh, okay, so it's when we turn up and see the South Lakes kid with fifteen different types of tire. None of them are new. They've not they're not putting fifteen sets of tires on during a day. But they've got everything, and they've got that knowledge of, I suppose you've got, of, oh, it rained a bit last night, I might want to try this one. This. Whereas we, we don't have that in our heads anymore. Or, I've never had it, and a lot of our guys have kind of forgotten, because you just go, Astro, you know, new tyres are better than old tyres. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same when we go down to, um, I suppose, Astro. You, you find yourself changing quite a lot with roll centre and toe-in and shocks, pistons and everything, springs, you're, you're changing quite a bit to, to go, so yeah, it's going to be the, the flip side of that is when you, you go on grass, yeah, you are going to be changing quite a bit, if the, if the car's quite well balanced, it'll probably work everywhere but yeah um, it shouldn't be too big, a, too big an issue if you just chuck on ballistic greens or Schumacher yellows if it's drying you'll be fine should be okay. Do you know, <laughs> and, and we've mentioned your car, but we haven't sort of chatted about. So I think you said you you've got the new Serpent four wheel drive, and that's what you Haven't were running. Did. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, got it just after it came out. So yeah. Are you happy with it? Love it. Yeah, I'd, I was. Uh, I quite like the old one. My sons are, are using. I actually bought one for the twenty twenty season. Had it all built up, and then obviously no racing. Um, so Aaron inherited that uh, pretty quickly. Um, so I just. Got the, the new car uh, with all the dash electronics in it um, as well. Um, yeah, it, it was it was it's a different take on on the previous one that Billy had done uh, with the previous SRX4. It's kind of I think it's what he wanted to do first time round because the whole yeah. back end of that car is the same as the two wheel drive, so yeah. it's it's totally interchangeable. Very simple. Very I mean you know four screws them into the front diff, six screws them into the rear diff. It's not you know rocket science for, for or you can have a new story. There's plenty of cars that have got quick access, but from what we had before, it's it's certainly a, a step up. Uh, very easy to work on, and um, it's not really needed much from the, the kit setup. Um, and you don't really need any upgrades. I put the alloy steering on it, but I, I didn't really need it uh, as such. And and certainly when you look at the hubs, um, the old car, the SDX4. If you wanted to change your caster, it was buying brand new aluminium, um, you know, C blocks. On this one, it's pills. Um, so you've got all the tuning options in the car. You're not having to go and buy, you know, more of this, more of that, more of the next thing to give yourself the, the options to tune to a, a, a track effectively. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it so far. It was a nice build. It was easy. 
and, and it's been really nice to drive so far, so I can't complain. Can't complain. Look, I'd say serpents seem to be big on the south coast, mm. and by you in Scotland, and it just seems to have missed like the northwest out. Other than you know, my mate Stevie Brew, um, yes, has just recently um, got one. So I've had a look at your both your, the new two wheel drive and the new four wheel drive, and it's like a mixture of belt and gearbox. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. They've just they've taken the the rear of the two wheel drive and yeah, just added the belt from the the, the spur gear and then put a wee centre. It's just such a simple layout. It really is super simple in, in how they've done it. Um, so that there's it's you take the front diff out, the the belt comes out as well. So it's really easy to change things if uh, if you had any failures. And although it's quite open, I've not had any dirt or debris in you know around the front diff. Everything looks great, and I've been running on. You know, it's it's got quite dusty at Dumfries. There's there's dust quite you know on my car. I had to use the airline to blow it off, but it's not inside the the, the shell. It's not inside the drivetrain, so it's been pretty good. But I've seen Stevie's posts, and yeah, he looks like he's doing quite well with it, which is good to see. Um, there's a few kind of mid middle of the country, and in Scotland, yeah, there's a few spread about um, up in the kind of central belt, and a few down at the Dumfries Club as well. So yeah, it's it's not too bad. There's there's quite a number of them about. So there is. And and how have you found like Serpent UK with how long have you been running Serpent for? Uh, I bought the first one end of, I've been for the two thousand seventeen season, so two thousand seventeen okay. onwards. Yeah. Yeah. I started with the, the old two wheel drive which was the the alloy chassis one. Um had all the different gearboxes in the in the box and then got the shaft drive four wheel drive, the SDX four after that and yeah. Um had a had a funny year with the first year I'd done it in two thousand and seventeen. It just it didn't really click. I'd went the wrong way with setup, and uh, two thousand eighteen it just kind of fell in place, and I was doing a lot better. Uh, made a few A finals regionally and 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 kind of uh, TQ down at the club and had some close racing. But um, yeah, it's been it's been quite quite good fun running the cars. I can't complain about them at all. They've been they've been good. And you found when you've needed a question or you needed a pass, they're in the country and things along those lines? Instantly. Through work, um, when my work I travel all around the country, and I was actually at a house um, in Wentworth Golf Course, a multi-million pound mansion, um, everything had failed with the water. I work for a waterproofing company and we were a manufacturer and I deal a lot with architects and go on site and point at things and tell people how to do it and what have you um, and I was at one of the, the houses there and it was just around the corner from Tony so I actually popped in it is just like a, a shop he's got he's got loads of stock so I've never had never had an issue with with anything being out of stock or um, or, or what have you or you know there's there's loads of advice going in the team from Tony and, and everybody else so it's quite a, a friendly bunch of guys I've not met half of them yet but um, I've met one or two of them at training days and things like that when we went to Robin Hood Raceway and it's it's a really good atmosphere. Um, we're all just having fun and just enjoying it. There's no kind of stress or pressure for results. It's just go and enjoy your racing and yeah, wear put serpent on your car and that's it. It's it's not not particularly stressful. Neither it is. It must be a kind of an advantage of having um, Mr. Evdoka full of like running serpent UK. Because because of the racing experience he has, because I think he's the oldest F one, you know those things that he knows what he needs to have in, doesn't he? I suppose. Yes, he's he's, um, he's yeah, not buying he's forty million different things that you, you don't need. He knows 
you know, after he 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 asked the young kids what are they breaking. They're asking you what your lads breaking, and let's just get all that and make sure we've got stock. You know the funny thing, I, I've touched wood. We've not broke that much. Aaron, I think last not last year because we're very barely racing, but the year before, I think it was about twenty quid in spares. Um, we'd we'd broke a C hub in the two wheel drive and broke up couple of suspension arms on the, the four-wheel drive, but he was hitting pretty heavy objects for that to break. So I, I don't think, when I first, when I got back into it, um, I kind of had the panic of saying, you're the only person running a Serpent in Scotland, nobody else will, will have spares. I was like, oh yeah. God, I must buy everything that I possibly can, and then never broke anything. And, and the, you know, the time was running it, so I had all these spares. But then when I was watching other folk racing, they weren't exactly breaking their cars much either. So from 20-odd years ago, when I first started with like a low CXX and, you know, a Kyosho ZXR and stuff like that, you're not really breaking things as much. Things are more wearing out because the, the quality of the cars are far, far better. But certainly when something does wear out or you have that wee breakage, you normally got the pack of spares with you anyway or you get them very quickly. So, um, But feedback's, feedback's been quite good. There's not really anything. If you say anything that you're, you're not happy with, it gets fed back to the factory and... You normally kind of see wee changes and tweaks happening through time if there's if there's enough feedback for it, I would say. So, yeah, it's quite a good quite a good way it's it's working certainly. Perfect. So, um, where are you travelling to? So you're just over the border. Mm-hmm. Um, for our American friends, if you think when I always tell you how small England is, I I include Scotland in that. Okay, when I say where we live, it's half the size. Is the no? Is the same size as Georgia? We yeah. including Scotland and Wales yeah. in those figures as well. Not but a massive country. <laughs> no, but there's loads of us, and none yeah. of us live in the middle. We all live on so, the coast. Pretty much, so, the is the same. Yeah, you, yeah, sorry, Scotland's the same. When you you start getting beyond the Fries, there's a huge gap of basically hills and fields until you get to about Glasgow, um, the kind of central belt area as well. So yeah, it's just nice scenery. So it is, and lots of windmills. Um, wind turbines at the moment, so no, um, I'm racing in Dumfries on Sunday, it's round three of our, our club um, championship, we've got Stonehaven on the 18th of July, the second round of um, the regionals which is near Aberdeen, so we're right up in the, the, the east coast World's tallest rostrum Yes, it's good, it's good certainly, I've done the touring cars there back in the day, um, I had a stint doing the touring car racing and, and it's a huge 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 track um, but yeah, the, the buggy track's pretty good as well, and the rostrums, yeah, it, you get a good view, <laughs> it's handy. Um, so yeah, we occasionally make, we were down at Ulverston uh, a few weeks ago, um, we're meaning to come down to Southport, I actually passed it on my work, I popped in to have a wee look at the track on my way back up, um, but yeah, we're meaning to kind of come down and have a, a race meeting there at, at some stage, it's just... Uh, hang on, where the trip. hell were you with Southport was on the way home? I hope uh, work, don't listen to this. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, the the M six was very busy after I oh, visited right. Aintree. Yeah. It was there was it was chaos. So I had to go the scenic route just to, to have a wee a wee look at what was what was going on. And I stopped to stretch my legs because I, I was due a lunch break. So um, yeah, the, good, good skills, skills. <laughs> and you didn't have your car in your boot. No, I didn't. I didn't. There were signs saying keep out. So um, I, I didn't want to. I just wanted to see what I, because we are trying to. To, to, to kind of improve what we're doing and, and try and get a new track um, it's quite nice if you can get to pop in and see what other people are doing and how they're doing things so I was kind of curious as to where you were based in, in the kind of public 
how accessible you were with, with people accessing it. We are uh, pretty accessible, aren't we? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, there's there's um, yeah, you're pretty open. It's not super secure or anything like that, which I think that's that's a good thing as well. We we were wanting to basically be more accessible for anybody, somebody that's got a car, doesn't matter which one it is, whether it's a cheap toy or something, they can go down and have a go with it at any stage. So that's the plan is to is to do something like that in the future when we when we eventually move. Yeah, whenever we, we, that we will did. Be. We did have an option at one year when council got involved to sort of go for like that six foot eight foot invisible fencing, mm. and then again, not me. I went, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And someone else went, but if we put high fences, it'll be like a challenge for the kids to it get is. in. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It Whereas is. Southport's fence is just big enough to stop a dog running in. Yeah. And you know, if the old people, older members go, the you know combination on the lock, they can get into their gate. But mm-hmm. you know, if, if you were there and took your car, you would have been quite easy to be able to step over that fence under the rostrum have a, have a blast. Yeah. And, and have a go. If you're working in entry, you are actually about two minutes from where our indoor track is. Ah, right. Okay. Good to know. So if you're ever in the, if you put ramp works into. Ramp works. Into oh, Facebook. Skateboard bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's okay. where our indoor track is. Okay. Um, in the, which is by the two retail parks that are in Aintree. Yeah, I was in one of them for a coffee. So, yeah, that would be, that'd be if I was meeting folk on site. So, yeah, okay, that's, that's fair enough. We'll probably, I'll probably be down it a few other times, no doubt. Um, there's still plenty currently, of work to do there. Currently, we haven't stuck our, our, our carpet back together. But when you're obviously again, once once they're, they're doing a bit of cleaning out, ramp work, cool. cleaning out the rest of the storage space. Mm-hmm. But once they clear that out, we'll be able to get our track down. And, um, you know, if, if you knew someone who was important in Southport and had keys for an indoor venue, <laughs> you know, if you, I don't know anybody like that, Kev, my man. If, 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 if I find somebody out, I'll give them a wee shout and see how we yeah, go. If, on. if you speak to Kev, I'm not being funny. <laughs> if you go to Rap Works and just go, I'm a mate of Aiden's, they'll probably just open it up. Perfect. Because they don't care. Um, <laughs> you get relaxed folk that are just die, kind of common sense. It's good. Yeah, well, well, I, I don't know what common sense you get from skateboard hippies. They're the people I'm, who run Rap Works. <laughs> We're having that at the moment where, where we are trying to get in. We're, we're dealing with the local authority to try and get a, an area land to, to develop. We've put posts up about it on, on Facebook and stuff like that. And it's beside but what had happened before. Um, we we were had the off-road track. It was a, a disused BMX track. And then we had, um, it was redeveloped into our buggy track. And then it was earmarked as being disused. And we got kind of, roped into being part of what was called the unity group with the skateboarders and BMXers and effectively um, it was a case of we're wanting to build the skate park it needs to go on top of where your car track is going if you get involved in that you can have the area beside and we'll raise funding to to get you sorted so we went along with it thinking the buggy racing had kind of died back a wee bit um, in the kind of early 2000s uh, in Scotland certainly and yeah, it went along, and long story short, we, we were left with nothing, and they got a skate park, and it kind of killed the club back in yeah, 2005, 2006. So yeah. the club kind of folded at that point. But we've came back, and we've earmarked the area, and there's, um, we're kind of making the right... We're having to do a lot of jumping through hoops because we're working with the local authority, and there's a lot of things they ask that you're just... 
yeah, you're wondering what they're <laughs> why they're asking this or or what they're what they're on about. But some of the skateboarders, I don't think, are overly keen on us being there. Um, but the the benefit is that if we're there, we're we're now a a Scottish charitable incorporated organisation, which sounds fancy, but it means we've got a charitable status, so it opens us up to to getting funding. Um, oh right, okay. You know, it's, it's such a long, complicated process of going through. But if we can get where we're, we're going, we can actually help them as well and get like a, a, a change in places toilet. We can get street lighting and um, improve kind of the area for them as well. But I don't know, there's been a few of them that haven't been totally on board with what we're doing because I don't think they understand what we're doing. Um, and we can't really have a meeting with them because of all the restrictions. Wow. So it's, it's good if you guys are getting on with a group of skateboarders that might set a precedence for us to... To, to kind of do a bit more with them, but well, we'll, we'll if, I don't know about whether skateboarders talk to each other. But Rampworks is the UK's largest indoor skate park, and if you're speaking to them, and you'd want to say, "Look, if you want to see how we can work together, speak to Rampworks." Yeah, not a bad uh, idea. And Paul and Gary, who were there, uh, who have been there forever, ever, um, mm-hmm. and they can. They all turn around what we because I think we did something similar when we moved in. Yeah. Um, again, COVID was kicking off, so we had no toilets from like they didn't open. They weren't opened until like eleven o'clock on a Sunday. What the hell? And okay. they and, and they were completely. They they were like, "What time are your fellas getting here?" I said, "Well, I'm going to tell them that the gate opens at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. which means at seven o'clock they'll be queuing." Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 they won't. And I went, check your CCTV out. Yeah. And they were like, literally at half six, there was someone parked outside our gate eating a McDonald's. Yeah. And we I'm can't like, get up for our work on time. We struggle to do that. But when it's race day, we're up at, you know, four or five in the morning and <laughs> charging out the door to uh, to get wherever we need to go. Wherever we need to go. And, and then that's what we did. We worked with them on some disused toilets that they had. Yeah. And they, obviously, the guys who run it are part of the charitable trust that runs it, and they turn around yeah. and say, hang on, the toy car people are paying for the plump. They paid for the electric work to be done. We mm-hmm. paid for the plumbing to be done to get these, uh, you know, bike club um, train spotting toilets. And I'm not being funny, it still looks like fight club and train spotting, but at oh, least the toilets know. work. Well, that's the main thing. If, as long as they're, it's as long as they're functional, that's the main thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that's the thing. And the ladies now, well, we've got a lock on the door. We don't care. That's all the ladies want to play. But that means we could then get there at eight o'clock in the morning, knowing that we have toilets. And then, the, and the, I would say, and the ladies or the wives and the girlfriends who are there go, I can put up with those toilets because I know at eleven o'clock, the other ones are open. The yeah. other ones are open, and they're obviously Enough. much nicer than you know. That, so if you are speaking to skaters, um, you know, Rampworks is the biggest UK and we don't Do cause some them. Do open. Yeah, yeah, get them one side. <laughs> That's fine. And they seem to be Thank along you. the same ideas of what we're doing. So um, I'm going to go from south of Scotland, north. Is your next club Glasgow? Um, if you're going up the, the, the west coast, you've got Air, which is a, an indoor Oh yeah, um, yeah. They've got, they've got they're they're probably actually it's an hour and a half to get to Ear, and it's an hour and a half to get to uh, oh, it's maybe no an hour and a half. It's maybe a good hour to get to Ear, and it's an hour and a half to get to the Glasgow club. So there's not much in between it. Um, 
mm-hmm. going going either way. So yeah, Ayr and Glasgow, and then after that, there's one in Edinburgh, Lothian, that's more um, on road. But then you've got your Falkirk, your Dunfermline, and uh, mm-hmm. then Stonehaven, and you've got and then you've got your Highlands one right at the top, which is uh, oh, I've there, I love once. those guys. I've only love been those once. Guys. Um, I was up there with work, and I took one of my cars. Um, so yeah, I I I I had delusions of grandeur. I was going to be travelling about with work and have, and pop into car clubs and do racing on an evening and stuff like that. And it's only worked once in the past four years or five years. Uh, but I'm, it was at the Highlands Club, and they've got a really good setup up there. But they are a good bunch of lads, Robert and the, the rest of them up there. They do, um, they do a good job, and um, yeah, it's always good seeing them again and, and getting racing with them. So yeah, they're doing good. I, I like the. I've always sometimes to be careful with the Highland Club because I use them in both ways to our members. I turn around and go, "Look what they were." Apologies, they race in a very small church hall. Mm-hmm. Don't you've been there from the pictures? And I go to my lot. Look what see these smiling faces. Mm-hmm. They're happy that they're racing in a very small church hall. Yeah. So why are you moaning that you're racing here? Exactly. Be happy with what you've got. Go up to go Make up the to there, yeah. and you'll still have a good time and do those things. And again, just shows that RC. You know, I know the guys. It's like Billy, this guy called Robert, and you can see them. And they're they're having just a, a well. You said you went to South Lakes indoors as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Been that, down in Overston as well indoors. Yeah, that was that's like a little sort of. Sunday school hall type thing where people are. I, mean, I always remember like three guys were pitting in the kitchen. It was huge. Uh, when I went to South Lakes, it was uh, it was early in the morning, and it was at a school. They're a huge. They've got the, quite a big hall there. Oh, is that the um, new school? New school hall. And when I went oh, to yeah, Overston, yeah. it's at the the GSK um, yeah. hall there, and it's yeah. I mean. Based there for, for indoor and outdoor, so um, yeah, quite impressed with the setup there. They're both doing. It's quite nice when you you go to the two clubs and they're quite near each other and you see the same faces all the time um, when you when you go to them. So um, yeah, well, yeah, they've got a good setup too. They they stagger themselves really well. In fact, sometimes I think Ulverston. No, it used to be South Lakes would do the morning, and Ulverston mm-hmm. would do the afternoon. Afternoon, and yeah. Some people would go to both. Not a bad way if you can work it. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose that if you and me have travelled there, it's not much difference to go from no. one to the other. It's not, but, really, they, no. but they are probably thirty-five minutes away from each other. Yeah, it's getting like that. Yeah, it's a good, good half hour, forty minutes to the, or a good half hour to the motorway from Overston. So yeah, and then it's maybe fifty. Yeah, so it's not not too far away from that. Yeah, okay. and so the Scottish racing seems to be very strong. You know, there seems to be um, Glasgow. Have they got their Astro down? They're putting it down at the moment. Last time I spoke to Duncan and a few of right. the others, they were they were diggers in and they were doing doing the, the kind of getting the groundwork sorted. But I think there was a few pieces of Astro um, going down already, so they look like they they should be they should be sorted. Um, Stonehaven are looking to do theirs later in the year. Dunfermline are aiming to to do that as well, possibly next year. We we thought we were going to be, be in the position of oh we're going to be the first to have a permanent um, purpose built Astro track, but Working with the local authority, everything was uh, it's up in the air and, and, and moving about quite a bit. But yeah, the other clubs, it's great to see they're, they're really kind of pushing forward. So there's plenty of, of, of enthusiasm at every club, I think, for, for, for the racing in Scotland. It's it's very competitive when you're you're, you're at the, the, the inter-club that we're doing at the moment. There's at least 20-odd 
maybe nearly 30 folk that could easily be in the A final. Um, and it's the same at regionals. There's there's very little between it. Um, the top kind of 20, 25, 30 people. There's, there's you know, a second or less in between like a, a, a large split of them. So it's a very competitive racing series at the moment. Um, and I think it will be next year when it gets back to, to full swing. So it's, it's good to see. It's encouraging. Um, so it is. Mate, you're a superstar. Well, well, we've been probably going for about 45 minutes now. Um, I hope you'll so. be listening. <laughs> you'll have less viewers and uh, less listeners than normal. <laughs> well, no, no, no one will know. You see, in fact, we might get a little a bit of an uptick on listeners if I put in the introduction on Facebook that there's no Martin and Joey. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that would always get folk listening. So that will get, I'm not being bullied. Eugene Galley is going to be ecstatic that there's no Joey. Um, so we'll sort that out. Um, but before we let you go, mm-hmm. um, would you like to thank your sponsors or anybody Please. else who's been nice to you? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, obviously, Serpent UK, Rude Bits with Tony. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Dash, Aromax, Laser Marking UK. A um, bit more performance, John Gorman. He's a, a member of the Dumfries Club. He's got the wee... Uh, shop and he supports the club and myself a wee bit as well. Um, Absima, they um, support that the boys are running Absima kit in their car. Uh, we at Dumfries Club, probably quite a few folk of uh, in the RC community have seen some of the competitions we do. So we've been supported by a number of uh, manufacturers and distributors and model shops. So thank you very much to everybody there. We're trying to do them to support the industry. Um, so we, we appreciate the support we're getting back. And um, for the, the Scottish Interclub Championship, we've got a few supporters. Um, so a big thank you to Ballistic Buggy, CML, um, Soap Hut and Blythe, which is Gary Wilkinson, it's his business. Um, Coster Aquatechnic, that's the company I work with. They're both sponsoring or, or um, purchasing the, the trophies for a couple of the, the series. Um, Schumacher and uh, obviously Rude Bits as well are all, all supporting it. So, yeah, thank you very much to, to all of you. Okay, well, you've handily reminded me of a couple of other things there. So, your employer, because mm-hmm. I think you've been in like the company magazine, haven't you? Uh, oh, God, yeah. I've, yeah, see, yeah, I've looked into a few things. I had to do uh, I had to do a talk. I got roped in. It was a Friday afternoon, and all I could hear of my boss was on the phone going, I'll get Mike to do it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it, was, it was Wednesday, I had to go to the, the annual conference for basement uh, basement waterproofing and there was like 200 people and I had to do a talk on some boring subject and um, I had to do a, a technical paper which was published in a journal on all about moisture mitigation and controlling nice. water vapour and flow. It's such a dry subject, it really is. It, turned, it made you go to sleep. I have to do this, I do presentations to architects and one of them is on controlling vapour in concrete floors. And I have had folk almost falling asleep when I'm talking because it is a lot of the architects have got to do these um, talks for for t- you know to tick a box with the yeah. Royal Institute of British Architects. So some of them are coming along to listen to something, got no interest, and it's not yeah. relevant to what they're doing. But other ones are quite interested in it. So yeah, I've uh, I've been kind of roped into doing a few things and be published in the in a few journals and the, the company's uh, uh, journal that goes round globally as well. So yeah, fun and games, name and lights. <laughs> You've also then got your your organisation, your company, the company you work for, to like sponsor the, this interclub championship, haven't you? Yeah, I'd I'd kind of um, my boss doesn't 
always sponsor things. We do get approached quite often, uh, but I kind of kept niggling away at him until he until he said yes. So he's agreed to buy the the trophies or the the junior series. So first, second, third for the the two and the four wheel drive. Um, we've, we've done the same. The soap hut in in Blythe have done the same. They've put money in to get the first, second, third for some of the trophies as well. And I think maybe Tony's an, doing. Maybe, uh, it's a, no, maybe it's an accident thing, but who was the other organisation buying things? Yeah, what's that? Sorry, it might have been your accent. Is it the soap port? Oh, it's soap hut. Soap, soap port. Soap hut okay. um, in Blythe. So um, they're one of the the sponsors of the of the series. So it's a it's all the kind of fancy soaps and scents and. Stuff like that, really nice stuff as well. Um, that Gary and his partner are doing. Um, so yeah, they've they've agreed to to, to get some of the uh, get one of the trophies. And uh, Tony, I think's doing one of the other ones because he does the laser marking. So I think we're going to do a plaque um, laser marked for who's going to be the fastest club in Scotland. Um, so yeah, it should be they can they can put it up in their, their club hut or their, their race control um, so they'll be the <laughs> fastest club so I'd, this this is a one-off series to, to kind of fill the gap of the, the regionals um, I, I, you know it's a busy racing series when you start looking at club regional nationals and things like that but uh, certainly if it goes well it might be something to look at as a kind of one-off uh, at some stage during the year we could maybe do something like that but uh, it's all pie in the sky at the moment we'll, we'll see how it goes is awesome cool <laughs> you are a superstar mate I wouldn't go that far <laughs> no, well, hey, hey we've got very low standards on the extra lap RC <laughs> podcast mate we've oh. got very low standards go can I say something else as well you uh, can just, keep going boss great thank you very much to everybody involved all the clubs involved in the, the Scottish Inter it is a, a kind of team effort at the end of the day and Freese have done quite a bit getting stuff ready for our one but um, passing the baton over to, to, to Stonehaven it's always a good good event up there and, and we're looking forward to coming but everybody at the Dumfries Club um, a lot of the guys have, have you know, some of them haven't made it along this year because of work, Covid, various other things but there's been a, a good core of folk that have turned up and done a lot of work to, to get things prepared and get, get things sorted for these events and the, the club racing as well so thanks very much for everybody putting the, the effort in, it is a big team effort at the end of the day so it's, it's, it's great to see and it's good to be part of you're a superstar. Thanks for all the stuff you do. Thanks, no for, thanks for the reports. Thanks for bringing tech charts back. Uh, <laughs> that's, Duncan's, that's Duncan's baby, but yeah, he's done a good job with that. Stop too. Stop giving other people a... Uh, like, I'm not taking credit for other folks' work, so... yeah. I'm not being funny. That's literally what I do day in, day out. <laughs> I take credit for everything. People think Joey and Mark moan a lot. It's not. I just annoy them a lot. <laughs> They're quite normal. To, to we do all know things. you do all the work on this. This this when you're asking the main questions, so they're just in the background. Because, so, yeah. because you can't get the words in. No space, Definitely. mate. <laughs> it has been brilliant. Thank very much for think. I'm also going to say that thank you very much. Like a lot of our friends, my friends who come onto this, you've been really flexible because you know. I don't normally say you when people... You punted me two weeks in a row. for Two weeks four. in a row. Who was it? Who were the unknowns that you had on? <laughs> I think one was called Yawn something or other. Oh, oh, God. And then yeah. some Michael, funny spelling Michael fella was on. Never heard of them. No, you would I... think there was a new car released or something. You'd know, think, really, you really think really. Moz had literally just gone, Michael Carberry, 
Get him out. Yeah. Get him this out. This is the unofficial Schumacher podcast. This is, I'm not yeah. being funny. This is the official <laughs> Schumacher podcast. Well, thank you very much for allowing a serpent driver onto the official uh, Schumacher podcast. I very much appreciate it. Thank you very much, mate. And thank you very much for the fle- for that flexibility because it really does help us when, when we speak to not people problem. to be able to say, look, you know, maybe this is what we've got planned. If you're available, can you be available for a week or two? And we'll let you know on the day and sort yeah. those things. That no really problem. does help I... us. And and I think you've been brilliant tonight, especially because we've not had the other two to just <laughs> just been able to just abuse to keep ourselves amused. And I'm not being funny. I'm sure we're going to get a load of feedback that you could probably replace both of them. Oh, good. Yeah, there we go. we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you could take the hate. What's what's the pay like? Oh, none. None. You get. Oh. You get you get nothing. It's it's all for the the, the, the kind of warm feeling inside. Yeah, it's it's just a big <laughs> massive publicity machine, so people think Aiden's relevant. Uh, that's <laughs> of course it. you are, of course you are. So no, thank you very much for letting me come on. It's been it's been good, and uh, hopefully catch up with you at some stage. You're a superstar, that's Michael. Good. Thanks for your time, mate. Nice bye. one. Have a good one, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. Well, that was great speaking to our friend Michael um, from just over the border in Scotland. It was great to hear about the racing. And I thought both me and Michael did really well. Just chatting amongst ourselves. I don't know. Maybe we don't need Joey and Martin. Let me know. Send me a message. Or better still, send Martin and Joey a message. They'll enjoy it more. Um, I don't think I can really go on by myself and just talk about my Sunday at Southport. It was my first time out of the LD2. It was great. Kit set up. Oh, the only thing I changed was I moved the, I don't know what we're calling it, the shim under the front pivot from the bottom to the top. Um, Michael Olowski said it when last week's podcast. Alex Carter said it to me. And I think it was actually um, Luke Holdsworth as well said it to me. Maybe try that. So that was what I did. I ran gear diff in, no, ball diff in the morning because I thought it was wet. Put my gear diff in, that was great. And I put my ball diff in later on as I got a bit dusty in the R3 leg finals. What I did notice was as I was coming out of the corner with me, with me ball diff near the end, I don't know whether it would over-rotate or I would oversteer coming out the corner and I kind of had to let off and put back on again to get it round the corner without clipping the next apex. I don't know how to fix that. So if anyone could help me with either sort of only with a when I had the ball diff in, I don't know whether it was over rotation or over steering or too much steering on power, something like that. Um that was the issue I had with the ball diff. So if someone give me some ideas, send a message to the the page or to me regarding something I can change, think about next week when I go. Um I have partly listened to um, Keenan's No Name RC podcast interview with the Raw president, as we normally happens when you speak to you hear someone personally. I thought he came across really well. We don't know; I don't understand any of these technical things regarding pressures and things along those lines. He was talking about fuel tanks, but I think if you've listened to this and you've then heard about some of the issues that the Raw and US Nationals, I would definitely check out this week's episode of the No Name RC podcast because 
Keenan speaks to uh, Keenan and JQ speaks to the uh, raw presidents. I've listened to the first sort of twenty minutes of it um, on my way home this afternoon. So that was great. Uh, I'm at Southport this weekend. Obviously, I think it's the second round of our Spring Cup with inside line support. And then the week after is obviously the most important thing. The, it's the first round of the Zoom series at Telford. We'll have some spaces in on the Sunday for four-wheel drive. So if you've got a four-wheel drive and you haven't booked in, if you go to the Schumacher website, go to the Zoom Facebook pages, you'll be able to book in for four-wheel drive. Um, and probably beat me because I'm not very good at four-wheel drive. So I think that's it. Because I'm the only one here, I'd like to thank my sponsors. I'd like to thank the hashtag Schumacher family for everything they do for us in UK racing. I would like to thank TK Models for all the help that they give Neem and Marcel to buy me with all the other bits. I would like to thank um, Composite Kit for hashtag the best hat, for Vix Paint for sorting out me, um, me shells. I'm waiting, um, Vic, I'm waiting for my the LD shoe, LD2 shells to get back into stock before I can send you those to get those redone. Some great ideas for my new LD2 shells. And Tommy's basically just one can of me a, a white shell, which will probably have to run at Telford. So that's us done. As a, is that it? Schumacher family, TQ models, composite kit, fixed paint, RDT stickers. Um, I know they've definitely got our extra logo. So if you're ordering any stickers, personalized stickers from RDT, I'm sure you'll be able to buy a, um, um, a set of stickers for extra lap. Uh, if you're at Southport this weekend or if you're at Telford at, um, the weekend after, please come and see us. We're in a big, we're in a big blue tent and uh, probably next to a big transit van that says Dave the Slave written on it. Won't miss that. You come over and see us and we'll get you some stickers. And then at that point, I'll be able to give some stickers to whoever's, though Martin and Joey aren't there, I'll be able to make sure I give some stickers to people who are background. So, um, come see us at Telford, pick some stickers up. You're not getting sheets because people just take the sheets away. You can take some stickers, put them on your thing, your cars, and that'll be great. Um, thanks very much for people. Um, thanks very much for Michael to for turning up. Thanks very much, Michael, for being a great star and um, leaving his podcast debut for two weeks for Jorn and Michael to talk to us about the LD2. And I will see you all next week, either with Joey or Martin, or one of them, or maybe two new co-hosts. Let's see what happens. Let's start a rumour. Let's tell everyone they were sacked. Because I do this podcast just so Joey Fisher doesn't crash his go-kart. Thanks, kids. Bye now.